When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Who's under there, I wonder I want to know what I can't see Who's under there, I want to talk about this and the safety Who's under there, I wonder I want to know what I can't see Who's under there, I want to talk about this and the Hello, and welcome back to the Mass Singer Rehab Podcast. We're here today to celebrate and recap Season 6, Episode 9, Nice, of the Mass Singer. Very excited to break it all down. I am your host, Puya, the lighter, Zan Bikili, back at it again. But as always, I'm not alone. I'm with my partner in crime. It's Liana, the bottle, Boris. Liana, how are you doing today? Woo, let's pop this bottle. Is that a is that, is that a thing? Uh, yeah, I'm doing great. I need a haircut, but other than that, things are going really well. We had a double elimination, which was a complete shock to me for this episode of The Mass Singer. I genuinely thought that we were going to get three going into the finale. So I guess they're just going to see how it goes with two because then the finale finale is going to also be two. I don't know how they're going to fill a show with only two I feel like we discussed this last week where we figured out, yeah, it makes sense to have a final three be the double limb because you get three performances and two unmaskings, Mm -hmm. and that'll take like 40 minutes. Whereas Mm -hmm. now, I truly am confused because it's going to be two performers, and that's unless they each get two songs, then it's a different situation. That's possible. Um, they could get two different performances and then it would go down to <gasps> what? Do I remember somewhere hearing that they were going to, there's going to, this season, there's going to be some duets with the judges. Do you think that's going to be uh, in the final final or mm, this final? Mm, you know what? That's actually, oh, shoot. Now I don't know because you know how they do the like road to the fina- finals or how they've done that before. Yes. They could. They could do it where they combine the road to the finals and then the finals in no, do you think they would do that in one episode? So then this the the group finals would be the the singing with the I judges. Don't know. I, don't I don't know. know. Whatever. Who cares? It's yeah. a mass singer. There's no the, the, the logic is not, you know, here for the yeah. mass singer. <laughs> that's a that's a next time situation. We'll figure that right. out next time. But for now, we have a whole episode ahead of us. It's the semifinal. No real theme this week. It's just the semifinal. That's fine. We can deal with that. Double limb. Let's go. Nick Cannon, real quick, was mm-hmm. wearing just jacket and hella bling. Oh, my God. Okay, I have to tell you. There's this woman who I've been seeing in, on our floor. And she's got to be new or something. Or maybe I've just never noticed her before. Nick was dressed just like her. Like every morning she comes in with the same black like coat. It looked just like what Nick Cannon was wearing. And she's like very slender. He's very slender. I thought that it was this woman when Nick walked out. It was exactly the same outfit. I have seen exactly two people on our floor since we've moved in. And it's the, the, the neighbors across the hall that are roommates. So. Oh no, not that. No, no, no. At work, at work, at work. Oh, okay. Well, why yeah, not, I know them the then? No, I know. I just, I, uh, you implied <laughs> that I maybe that I would have seen them. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry for the implication. No, I was just trying to say that that was the only thing I thought of. Now, she does not wear the bling, which Will I Am also commented on. And I believe she is indeed wearing a shirt underneath the trench coat. <laughs> that would be a very weird work attire choice. Yeah. I, it's probably a safety hazard also for the lab. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. The, and then the jewelry too, right? Yeah. It would just like get in your science. It would be a whole mess. Yeah. We don't want that. We don't want that. 
Okay. Yeah. No. So, Will I Am, like you mentioned, is the guest judge. I just want to say, Will I Am should be on the panel permanently. I thought he gelled really well. He was funny. And it didn't feel like I told you this last week, but I felt like with Joel McHale, I like him, but he feels sticky, whereas mm-hmm. Will I Am felt natural. Will I Am mm. feels like he belongs on this panel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Will I Am was really fun. I don't know if this says. If this says more about the guest judges that they're bringing on or the current judging panel when every week we're like, yeah, this person should definitely be the permanent person on the panel. But I thought Will I Am did a great job. I thought his guesses were clearly informed. He was trying. It didn't feel sticky in any way. It felt like somebody who just like genuinely wanted to do it. I haven't watched a whole lot of Alter Ego because I think we watched like part of one episode. So I don't know if this is a similar vibe that he does on Alter Ego, but I thought, look, practice, you know, makes perfect. And I thought he did a great job here. I'm pretty sure he was a he was a judge on the voice for a minute. And if I've seen enough of the blind auditions, I feel like I remember him being good. Now I might be making oh. this up, but he always seems like a good vibe when he's not black eyed peasing. Yes, that sounds familiar that he was on the voice. It was like one of the like way later seasons. Oh, was he on the UK voice? Uh, yes, I believe that does yes. make sense. To voice, me. Yes, it was the voice UK. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, there okay, you go. That, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is that I don't really mind the judges this season. None of them have been grading. None of them have annoyed me greatly, which is good. I feel like we're finding a sweet spot. Six seasons in, I'm feeling comfortable with the judges now. But I feel like they could do with a fifth. I feel like a fifth would be a good addition. Then they wouldn't have guest judges, I guess. That would be too many six people. Right. I think I think that's the point, is that you have the four, and then you have a pan, a spot that could be open for a rotating person. Honestly? Yeah, the only thing... Mm-hmm. If, if I had to pluck someone off of the panel, it would be Robin Thicke, I think. <gasps> Not Jenny? Jenny is like, we need someone that we don't like of the four. And to me, that's Jenny. Like, yes, Ken Jong is annoying at times, but he, I don't hate. Jenny, mm-hmm. I actively dislike. And I feel like she's become a little bit more goofy now. That Like, her guesses aren't hitting the same. And she's, like, trying to reach over and grab stuff and being ridiculous. So Jenny's fine. Robin's just kind of, like, bland. So I'm, I'm, I'm okay with losing the bland one, you know? Yeah, I just want to support an anti-vaxxer. So I would no rather one's her supporting. <laughs> I, I, I'm okay with having someone. Ken, to me, fulfills the cringy, annoying criteria. So I think he needs to stay. The When they did the whole, which we'll get to the whole bling shot of it all. When he's talking to Nick, like, bling shot me, daddy. <laughs> no, no. Stop it. Stop it, please. Yeah, but see, that to me fulfills the annoying criteria. So I think I would rather pluck Jenny off and then have someone competent. <laughs> and Robin Thick can stay because when he, like his comments, I think his humor is more subtle because he'll make the comments about like put put Ken back in his booster seat and things like that, which make me laugh. <laughs> Daddy, don't eat it. Daddy, don't eat it. No, 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 no. Daddy, I don't want to eat it. Did you like that? That's Ken no. Jong for you yeah. right there. Yeah, but I'd um, rather have that than Jenny. He's fine. You know what? The thing is, though, I'm thinking about it, right? And it's like, if they remove Jenny, I want Nisi Nash on the panel. If they remove Robin, I want one of Joel or Will I Am. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where yeah, I'm Nisi at. Yeah, Nisi should it. definitely come back. She should definitely yeah. replace Jenny. Yeah. She should just become the main host. So mm-hmm. it's fine. Now, All right. would she wear a trench coat without a shirt, though? I don't, she would, do whatever she'd do, she would do a better job at than Nick Cannon, in my humblest <laughs> of opinions. So, let's talk about the performances, Liana. That's what we're here for. Start with the bull, aka, just call the bull the front runner at this point. But can you tell us some about the clue packages, which were kind of thin this week? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're kind of getting to the point in the season where... They're like, if you haven't figured it out by now, like we ran out of clever ways to (laughs) come up with clues for this person. So, you know, his whole clue package was, oh, this is uh, I've never been more nervous. This is the most I've been nervous in my entire life slash career. The one 
like I, well i guess multiple there were there were a couple tangible clues solo performer was one so we know that he's somebody who is not performed in a group he was also sharing a, a longing glance at the sun mask so i don't know if that's a leanne rhymes connection and then also he was shown in a dance studio although we could know that he's a dancer just simply based on the fact that he's literally called the triple threat showman coming into this episode <laughs> and then i guess the final piece was that he's listened to the skunk or he thinks he knows who the skunk is and he's listened to them since he was a child which if we do think that this is Tadra call and we think think that the skunk is faith evans i think that timeline checks out yeah yeah no i and i think that everything you're putting out there is everything i had in my notes but you had more of because i did find the clue packages were a lot more verbal and the the big ones were the triple threat they know who the skunk is they're used to being solo which all that really did was eliminate boy bands for the judges and Mm -hmm. then give us a, ooh, what's the connection with the skunk hypothetically? But they talked about being vulnerable the last time, and then this time wanted to give us something that would truly cement them as a triple threat. And my God, was this performance a triple threat's performance. Literally had everything I wanted in a performance. This could have been the winning performance of the season, honestly. It had, it was, so it was Rain On Me by Lady Gaga and Ariana Grande, and the dancers were on point. The motif was like a coliseum type thing in the background. I'm not sure. But then big razzle dazzle alert, y'all. It was full of dance, full of dazzle, full of razzle. And I loved every bit of it. Mm-hmm. I knew I knew you'd love this one when he talks about the fact that he wants to hit all. I don't know. What's OK? OK, OK. Hold on. Can you actually tell me what's the triple threat here? Dancing, singing and. uh act showmanship acting <laughs> okay i'm not sure what it's supposed to be like specifically within the context of the mass singer but he definitely hits the dancing definitely uh hits the singing i felt like the nervousness came through a little bit so when he mentioned that this is the most nervous he's been i felt that the start of the song he was for sure a little nervous the vocals got better as it went along for sure so i think just as he felt more confident and got through maybe more of the intense dancing portions of the performance then i think the vocals really came into their own although it is super tough to compare to you know the likes of lady gaga and ariana grande right yeah i f- feel like It was both shocking and not shocking that the bull was nervous. But then if you're the bull and you figured out who the skunk is and the skunk is a legend that you grew up listening to, I could Mm -hmm. see why you're nervous. Doesn't matter how you feel about yourself. I mean, I would be so nervous. (laughs) Well, anyone I think would be nervous going out there. I think even if you're a performer, just getting used to wearing that massive costume and especially the more that you really passionately want to win. And I feel like the bull, that passion comes across, even though he's in a costume. I Mm -hmm. think that that can also up, up the anxiety and up the nerves. Yeah. It's not an enviable spot to be in, especially like this many weeks in you're so close to the end, but listen, all the notes were hit. All the spots were hit. Even the ending with like the one leg up and then you switch up to the other leg. It was so good. This was, again, I think this was a very, very, very strong performance. And I just, I kind of, okay, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. I kind of want the bull to get upset because (gasps) let me explain why. Okay. If the bull wins the season, we called that. By the first, by the second week, once we saw both groups, like that's no fun, right? But if it's an upset, it's like, ooh, because here's the thing. I, I don't think the bull's going to get upset and a horrible performer is going to win because pretty much everyone left once we get through the second, the other group is amazing. Mm hmm. Well, we've talked about this where it comes down to song choice. If mm-hmm. I could. To be 100% honest, I could absolutely see the bull being upset even in the group A finals by the skunk. So I, I do not think that it's as runaway as maybe we perceived it it to be, at least initially. (laughs) Yeah. Or even how it feels. I think uh, the queen of hearts also in the other group, if she ends up coming away as the winner of group B, yes, group B, this group A. Yes, group B. 
I think if she is the winner of Group B, I think she could easily take home the crown. I mean, she is the queen after all, so that would make sense. <laughs> I just, I think that while the bull is the razzle-dazzle of it all, if they want to go for someone who maybe is a stronger vocalist, then I could see him being outshone, outshined? Outshined. Outshone. It's interesting. Outshined no, in outshined, that perspective. Yeah. It's interesting to me because I feel like if the bull does this again, razzle dazzle with power vocals, how is the bull like the bull? If the bull registers a triple threat performance and someone else is giving you a very strong vocal performance, but it's just vocal, it's going to be hard to to you know fight that potentially. I mean, you think mm-hmm. about um, think about the fox, right? The fox did just that, had razzle dazzle and vocals and starts it off with the Otis song and then gets breaks into choreograph and freestyle rapping. Like that is what you want for the finale. So if the bull throws one of those out, I don't know what's going to happen, but again, that does verify what you just said. Song choice, song choice, song choice, song choice, song choice. Mm -hmm. I, one more note on the bull's performance. I liked the moment when he told us to put our hooves together if I hadn't been watching it at work, which don't tell anybody at work, but I was watching it at work. I was watching it during lunch. Okay. Don't sue me. So I would have clapped and put my hooves together. That was fun. You don't have hooves. I know, but you know, cause he's the bull. So put your, what do you, okay. What's like a generic term for the ends of your legs slash arms. Is there like a name for that? Like a catch all term, like hooves, paws, hands. What would you call the whole thing? If you just want to speak about it generally. What? Is there a name for that? You know what I'm talking about, like an anatomy. Okay, so you know how we have arms and legs? Okay. Yes. The thing that's at the end of your arms and legs, it's like fingers a or a paw. No, but for different species, like not just humans. You have Limbs. paws. You, what do you call a dinosaur's hand? A hand? A dino hand. A dino claw? No, hand. But it's like multiple claw. Okay, so they have hands. Okay, well, anyway, I'm just asking if there's like a catch all term for like the little piece that's at the end of your limbs. The, 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 <laughs> never mind. <laughs> you sound ridiculous. The, right bull, the bull is telling us to put the things at the end of our limbs together. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, put you your ends of I'm your sorry, fingers just... or hands together. <laughs> Smack together the ends of your arms slash limbs. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about, though? You sound am ridiculous I, right now. Am I making any kind of sense? You're like, like what your do you call together. the end part of your hands? Okay, okay. It's more okay. hands. <laughs> no, so you know how the bull is like, put your hooves together. Then the lion might be like, put your paws together. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So is there a more broad term to encompass all animals? No. Like put your fins all paws, together. Paws, hands, claws, beaks, like they're all different. No, not but I okay. Yeah, I know that I know they're all different, but I'm saying but is there an umbrella term? term. Okay. No. All right. Oh, that's what I was asking. Now I know. <laughs> like You're a your- scientist. I'm not a try. I'm an engineer, honestly, not a biologist. Okay. So when people ask me biology questions, I'm like, how late into your uh, schooling did you take biology? Like to what grade? So I took ninth grade biology in Mm. high school. And then I took one biology class in undergrad that was like a mixture of genetics and like ecology. It was super weird. And then during my PhD, because I was in biomedical engineering was my PhD, I took anatomy, anatomy and physiology, uh, human physiology, and developmental biology. Okay. And And for the record... I did not learn. (laughs) For the record, (laughs) I took science in grade eight. And that was the last time I took anything science related for the rest of my life. All right. Well, let me tell you, you didn't miss out because none of my upper level science classes described a umbrella term for the appendage at the end of your limbs. Okay. Right, well, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, slap your beakers together for Liana Boris and that <laughs> like, segue. Okay. What would the pepper say? 
All right, everybody, put your stems together. Oh, that sounds dirty. Yeah. Hmm. The pepper okay, would whatever. say that. Okay. Well, our, what would the pepper say then? Put your hands together because we're not peppers. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but we aren't bulls, and the bulls told us to put our hooves together. Yeah. Yeah. And you liked it. I did. All right. Well, let's talk about bling shot because I have some more thoughts. Tell us. Tell us about the bling shot, Liana. What is What that? a horrible name. Why? So it's it's okay. So it's supposed to be a play on slingshot, not money shot. You know that, right? I was not even thinking of either of those, and I can't say what I was thinking of. Out oh loud. my god, no. Liana! I'm sorry. You're filthy. <laughs> all right, let's just move on then. Never mind. I take it all back. Uh, so the what clue thoughts, here was a ring. You say next? You're like, I was thinking of this. Nope. And mm-hmm. Is there a general term for all people who do like, <laughs> no, stop it. Okay. So anyway, moving away from that, the clue oh, here for the bull <laughs> was a ring. Is that correct? Did I write that down correctly? So to give you a verbal um, painting of what the bling shot is, audience. The bling shot was a slingshot that was glittery and bedazzled that was shot by one Nick Cannon. He would shoot a golden pillow at one of the specific judges and that judge was the one linked to the performer with a clue. And the pillow for the bull was for Ken and it was, oh no, sorry, it wasn't for Ken. Uh, I went too little on my notes. It was a ring, and it was sent to Jenny. Will I am oh, Jenny? Will I am? I don't know. I Pretty didn't sure say who it was for. Okay, Will I am? Because Will I am I mean, talks tough, about the ring. Oh yeah, it was Will I am. Oh, and because um, he talks about someone who stole his ring, right? That was like the whole thing. Yeah, he was like, I got a ring for Christmas two years ago, and someone stole it from my car, and I was mm-hmm. like, hold up. Number one suspect for us right now is Todrick. Didn't Todrick have his house robbed or something? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then he invited all of the Big Brother people to stay with him while he was not there. Yeah. So I remember because that was the joke on the internet. I was like, wow, like, Todrick, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe it was because he they're free house sitters. Oh, you you reckon it was it was a thing of like, oh, well, they'll keep my house safe. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, wilder things could have been the case, right? I guess. True. 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 Yeah. Um, is there any judges' guesses that you liked in particular? It's just so funny to me. Nicole, obvi- if Nicole got the pepper, Nicole got the bull. So I feel that she 100% has an extra point locked in that vault and just is doing her best to guess anyone but Todrick Hall. That's the only thing I can think of. You think after the first performance, she would have locked up Todrick? They've worked together so closely. I feel Uh like once you have that, like they did the whole, I mean, like, I don't know if you've seen the music video for Poppy, but it's them together the whole time. So they I must have, have worked intimately together. I okay. think she knows who it is. For sure. Well, then we should crown Nicole as the golden ear winner because it feels like the other judges are just way behind at this point. How many people do we have left? So uh, we have four, four five, six, on six, the other six side. Left, right? Six total. Yes. Okay. So six, six total. Months. So if she's got at least one more, I mean, obviously no one's mathematically eliminated yet, but given the track records thus I mean, far, it's I a feel tie. Like it's a tie of one to one with Ken and Nicole with Jenny and Robin at zero, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about Ken's point in a second here. Um, once we talk about this next performer, mm-hmm. which is Pepper. Pepper is back at it again here, ready to perform once more. Pepper's clue package opens up. But Pepper talking about how, like, you know, they know they came in late to the competition, but they're so grateful to be here at the semifinals. And they mentioned that tonight they're going to dig into their story. Um, and then they talked about how the hardest thing they've had to do is watch the one they love face the unthinkable. Mm-hmm. That's all I got from the clue package. Did you get anything else? 
So to clarify, it was, I think she said, dig into my ability to tell a story was specifically what she was talking about. And then the other thing that I got from this clue package was that she wants to explore another side of herself because she had this good girl image before. And so that's why she likes the concept of the pepper because it's hot, it's spicy and all that. Those were the other things that I got from the clue package. Very hot, very spicy, very pepper. The hot pepper. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What did you think of the pepper's performance? Oh, yeah. So Sign of the Times by Harry Styles. I think that she executed what she stated, which was I want to dig into my ability to tell a story. I thought it was really good, solid. I mean, she's such a solid vocalist. It's really emotional, conveyed a lot of emotion. To me, the backup dancers, because their outfits were more muted, didn't really stand out in a distracting way. So I thought that it was really good. She was really solid. I was really surprised when she was... Well, actually, you know what? That's not true because Skunk was also very good. To me, this was a three-way race, like really tight race between the Skunk, the Pepper, and the Bull. Yeah, Did she change to me, her outfit? Oh, okay, yeah. Go, you say to your me, thing this and then... was exactly why we needed the the final to be the three of them and mm-hmm. not lose someone because it's like oh someone went out tied with the jester like that doesn't seem right to me you know yeah yeah. i um i don't know i think there might be a little bit more to the outfit this time that's what you're about it looks like there's more skirt i feel like than before Mm -hmm. and she's she always had that thigh high but it's like one singular thigh high boot Mm -hmm. i don't know if she's oh oh yeah so she has okay i'm looking at her her okay yeah i guess she's always had that did she like take it off at one point I don't know. I feel Possibly. like her costume changed. It's not important. Uh, yeah, but- I don't know. I like the I like the stage here. There was a little fangs coming out of the ground, which was nice. But then there was a like a lot of usage of gold coloring, which I did appreciate. And you know, I don't know. The pepper just for me did everything I needed the pepper to do, and it was amazing. The mm-hmm. peppers got pipes that we knew already. But after I heard this performance, I thought, okay, there's no way Skunk's gonna beat Pepper. Like I know Skunk is great. But I genuinely thought this is where the road ends for the pepper. Uh, sorry, the skunk. I, I did. Mm-hmm. And this was before I heard the skunk, obviously. But I just okay. didn't expect to see Pepper leave. So, Well, after the skunk's performance, did you still feel the same way? Um, after the skunk's performance, I thought it was a toss-up between the two of them. Like, okay, ultimately, yeah, no you know, the, the yeah. whole thing was I knew Bull was safe. So it was like, okay, who's the th- second person going to get robbed? You know, gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, so the the bling shot clue was train. uh, But then she said something to the effect of not even gravity could stop that train from getting to you. And then I thought about who's the guy who's kind of a skis ball and he wrote a bunch of songs. John Mayer. I thought of that song, Gravity, and then I was like, oh, maybe she performed with him or something like that. And then all Mm -hmm. of a sudden I'm thinking about this. I'm trying to process the clue. Ken Jong out of nowhere is just like, I'm going to hit the button. I'm absolutely hitting the button. I know exactly who this is. Nicole yep. looked so distraught. I was distraught. <laughs> then he actually hit the button. And all I get the, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, what is going on? And the fact that he set his guess before he hit the button, which I thought was interesting. I didn't know the logistics of how the button was going to work. Do you hit the button first? Then you make your guess. You make your guess. Then you hit the button. Apparently, you got to make your guess first because he was like, definitely Sarah Brellis. And I was like, what are we wrong? Is it like, did we get it wrong? Did he get it wrong? It was a very emotional experience. As much as I crap on the button, very emotional. Mm -hmm. Because I was so sure of my guess, I felt like the minute he told us his guess before he pushed the button, I was like, well, it's not going to work. So let's see what happens here. But yeah, Ken was very much like, I'm pressing this damn button. And I thought, if you eliminate Pepper through this, I'm going to be mm-hmm. so mad. And I believe, I remember hearing, so if they if he got it right, he would have had two points added to his golden ear. I thought if he got it wrong, he would get two points d- reduced, which I was okay. very upset that that didn't happen. A million thoughts. Big same. I, when they showed the final score at the end, because they showed Ken one point, Nicole, one point. Oh, it's all tied up. I absolutely thought he was supposed to lose two points. Is that a lie? Did we make that up? I don't think we did. I'm pretty sure that was mentioned at the beginning well, of the season. I believe it, 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 maybe what happened is it was mentioned that they would get two points added 
but no mention of reduction. We just assumed, well, if you get it wrong, you should get two points removed then. Oh, I thought you would get two points removed. That sounds right. Doesn't, <laughs> Whatever. It, doesn't it? Okay. Uh, again, logic to the mass singer. It's uh, maybe they uh, change the it rules. Just, it, it feels like if you take this risk away from everyone and you're wrong, there should be consequences because now Robin can't get a two pointer from group B. Jenny can't. Nicole can't. Like that seems unfair. Mm-hmm. I think it was because they added the condition of it can only be used once per group. So maybe that's the deterrent, right? Because the whole negative points thing is a deterrent because they don't want people to hit it. Now it's all produced. So maybe they tell them when they can't, they can't hit the button. But I just, I just remember distinctly, maybe this is a Berenstein Bears type situation, the Mandela effect, where I just made it up in my brain and it's not actually real. But I was, I was, I was concerned that he would get it right. Even though in the back of my mind, I knew it was wrong. I, there was a seed of doubt. They, they got me, gal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, was this fun and exciting to see happen one time? Yes. Can I do without this twist moving forward after this season? Also, yes. Okay, well, it's going to be hit one more time because I don't know if you went to the TMZ article that they Ooh. teased in this episode, but there it will be hit, according to the TMZ article, one more time. Oh, my God. Okay, so, so next it's week, gonna be it'll hit get next hit. week. Yes, it yeah. says specifically the button will be pressed next week. Okay, so who do we think is the one that it's going to get hit for? It depends, because here Ken Jong got it wrong. So the question is, is it going to be someone who's going to get it right? Right? Like they're going to try to like so. balance I feel like it out. You can't have it on the season without one person getting it right one time, you know? Right. Okay, I'm on the take it off buzzer Wikipedia. I mean, it's not Uh Singer Wiki, but it's a take it off buzzer page. It it doesn't mention anything about negative two points, so I don't know. Maybe we (laughs) did make that up. And it has a tab also for controversy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it says, multiple fans are angry or paranoid that a good contestant might go home too early. I I love that. I will happily take on the badge of angry or paranoid. It's me. I'm paranoid and angry fan. Yeah, yeah. that's me. Oh, that's me. They're talking about me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, if they get rid of like for me next week, if if they if let's say it's destined that they're going to have a correct guess, if it's anyone but the Mallard, I will be upset about it. Yeah, big same. I think it could be, again, I think it could be the banana split because they're the gimmick. So I think they might take them out. I should have finished reading the article because while it does not mention anything about negative two points, this is still the take it off buzzer, by the way. It says, and we all know the wiki is, you know, the be all end all. It says, but if the panelist guesses wrong, he or she must be punished and the celebrity keeps their mask on. So where's the the, punishment? What the heck is that? I mean, was it the fact that Ken had to wash all of Nick Cannon's cars? That's stupid, because that's never going to happen. Honestly, it felt more like a brag from Nick Cannon. You have to wash all my cars? Really, Nick? All my cars? (laughs) I'd be like, you have to watch my bike. (laughs) (laughs) Your little bike. Mm -hmm. Big bike. Yeah, and that was the moment that we get Robin saying put him back in his booster when Ken tries to go down there and is taken by the men in black as he tries to rip off the mask of the pepper. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I just I'm sad pepper is gone, but it's fine. It's fine. Mm -hmm. Everything will be okay. All right, Liana, let's move. And will I am. Wait, no, no, no. And will I am got to chastise Ken when he was like, wait, still the button. Wait, still the button. I enjoyed that. That was nice. That was very nice. <laughs> I Again, while I am deserves to stay longer, in my humble opinion. Mm-hmm. I agree. 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, well, let's talk about your your favorite performer of the season, the Jester. Take it away, Liana. Isn't it the Joker? It's the Jester. Okay, the Jester. Yes, the Jester, or as the beginning of the show described it, the rocker that came out of left field. <laughs> Okay, I guess this is a wild card. Anyway, so the introduction, like it was funny because this clue package was also kind of vague, even though this is only the second time that we've seen the Jester. But he talks about this is a completely different way of working. He again uses the word scallywag, which I feel like was in the first clue package, although I could be wrong about that since obviously I hallucinated the negative two points for the take it off button. He also talked about how, oh, there was another phrase said that he said that was the man who came in from the cold. I don't know if that means anything. And then the last part was about his wife. So his wife and him have been together for 45 years, but her health is in decline and he knew that she would get a kick out of it. And I thought that was really sweet. It was very sweet. Very, very sweet. But again, the clue package didn't have anything else for me. It had the wife (laughs) clue, which basically hearing the wife clue deaded my vault guess on the spot. So, Oh, really? Yeah, my vault because like it was like what did the forty years get mentioned? Because that blew it to smithereens. Like it was mm. over for me. Yeah, I think you said forty five years. Yeah, that did it. That did my my guess in right quick. But then the performance happens, and was the jester throwing the competition? Is my question to you. I think it was just. Okay, so when we compare the Jester singing in costume versus out of costume, I think he just couldn't get enough breath. I think there's maybe something restricting about the mask or something like that. Or it could be, I mean, it could be mental within the mask of feeling restricted because it felt like the first couple notes, maybe the first four notes or so, super solid, hits it right out of the park. But then after that, he was just out of breath the whole time. Well, I felt like he was gassed out and like the, he had a moment where he was on the floor doing like angel. What, what do you call that? Like when snow when angels. Do that in the snow. Yeah, uh-huh. he was doing that. And then after that, it's just like he didn't recover. I was like, oh, did you do that? Like improv wise, you just needed a second because that's how it felt to me. There was a lot of panting in the second half of the music. And at first I thought, oh, this is the song. Cause I don't know the song. It's called I'm a man of constant sorrow it was by the soggy bottom boys. Yeah, but that's a cover. That's the song that they did for a brother where art thou, but the song has been around for years. Okay. Uh, but but yes. I thought that it was a genre that I'm not familiar with. Though. I was like, oh, that's how the singer does it. Okay. So I don't think there's an issue. But then by the second half, I was like, oh, I definitely think now it's a more of a stamina issue and a panting issue. Yeah, the first four notes were sort of how is in the original style. But it was very much, I mean, he was just out of breath. And I thought it was like that. It wasn't even from the moment when he laid down. I thought the laying down was maybe just a rest. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure it wasn't. But I felt like he was out of breath even before that. And I will say, when he was doing the snow angels on the ground, was he bending his knees weird? There was something weird about it. I didn't see or notice something weird. Okay. I'm not out here looking at people's knees and limbs. <laughs> I mean, I am very limb focused, obviously. <laughs> you really are. Given my fascination from earlier. I'm actually, I absolutely love this song. And so I was a little bit sad about it. But I felt that when the jester was at the end singing without the costume, I thought it was was really good. So I think that there was just maybe something about the costume. 
Well, it was this performance that made me think mid-performance. I thought, oh, 1000% this is a comedian because mm. I thought this isn't an artist by any means. So then later yeah. when the reveal shows an artist, I was like, oh, um, I did not expect that. So I was shocked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I mean, you know, someone may be a little bit past their typical performing days, but I because of the difference between the co- with the costume and without the costume, I think that there was something there. No, I, I don't think that's unfair to say. I think the costume does seem very restricted. I mean, it's a it's a big costume. That mask is massive. So it could just be a heavy head. So yeah. And then the one moment that was, I, I mean, obviously, if the performance didn't solidify that the jester was going to be unmasked here, when Ken said, you had a good time, and so I had a good time. <laughs> That's like the telltale sign when they don't talk about the singing at all, but it's more just complimenting the energy that you know that that person is going home. <laughs> yeah, and, and obviously, the judges, it, this isn't a traditional singing show where they'll be like, I feel like tonight wasn't your night. They'll always try and say something positive. So when they don't give you the, oh my God, like you really made me feel something deep within me. And that, that voice, oh, it's so good. Like, we're just so lucky to have you when it's more of a, you had fun, right? That's Mm -hmm. good. I had fun too, then. That's never a good sign. It's because they're celebrities. So they have to say something positive, like no constructive criticism here. It is only positive. To be fair, I feel like only two of them could pass singing critiques out of the four. Because if Ken Jong ever told me anything about positive remarks about my sing, like, what do you know? You do it then. (laughs) Like, just sit down. Sit down. I didn't ask you a medical question. I didn't ask you what the catch-all term is for (laughs) the things at the end of your arms. I still don't even know what to call it. Oh, my God. Anyway... The uh, the the bling shot here was cake, I think, right? It was cake. Yes. I loved and this is also another moment. Oh, sorry. To continue on the bling shot. The phrase was also have your cake and eat it. And apparently they're neighbors with Robin. So I guess that's a thing. Or did I misunderstand that? No, that was the reference was that the it was like. Something along the lines of like something neighborly was mentioned. And Robin was like, uh-huh. oh, might be someone that lives next to me or something. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And then Will I Am, obviously now that we've remembered that he was the coach for the UK version of The Voice, tapped into the fact that he is British for real, for real, because he could still hear the accent through the singing. Yes. Yeah, he figured that out. And then he also mentioned, I actually liked where where Will went with this. Will said, you know, I think it's Joe Elliott, the singer from Def Leppard, and then said, you know, one of their songs is pour some sugar on me, which is an active ingredient in cake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well done, Will, I am. I thought it was the best guess out of everybody, to be honest. I mean, honest. it certainly was no Elon Musk, Liana. Oh, my God. When he said that, I actually laughed out loud. And I was in a room full of people. And I didn't care. Because I could not believe that Ken guessed that. And the fact that everybody else laughed at him, too, I just felt so justified. Well, that's why Ken's here. Ken's here to make that kind of guess. The dumb, dumb guesses. Not like a... Because Elon Musk, obviously not wouldn't do this isn't good at singing but it's not like he's like okay i think this is the hottest artist out there right now those guesses i don't like i like rando left field guesses like this that are obviously not true elon musk would never do this show also no so (laughs) ever well ridiculous don't say ever like what if the dude's like on mass singer 26 like that i could see I guess so. I guess. Never say never, right? Exactly. Um, other guesses that were mentioned were Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers and Simon Cowell. So that's where we got. All right. Now, if you think Simon Cowell's ever going to put himself in a position where people could critique his singing, you are nutso. That is <laughs> never going to happen. <laughs> one thing he has going for him is he can roast singers. He's not going to let himself get roasted. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I w- w- Okay, Elon Musk or Simon Cowell, who's going to be the first to appear on The Mass Singer? Oof, dude, that is... 
Elon Musk is more likely to be on The Masked Singer. <laughs> Honestly, I I can see that. Yeah, because Elon Musk, they give him that first episode boot vibe. He gets to be on, you know, he gets to do something meme and that's the way he'll do it. You know, it would be done. Yeah, it would be done in the context of a meme or like a bet or something. Yeah. And he'll be like the piggy bank or something, you know, oof, like oof. he'd be a rock. Is that an oof? Because he's like been complaining about not like he doesn't pay taxes like at all. And he's been complaining a bunch about the possibility of having to pay taxes. And everybody's like, are you kidding me? Except for, of course, the Elon Musk bros that are just like, whatever he says is gold. What do you think? Do they have do they have a general term that describes all of them? <laughs> like the muskets? Like, what do you think Ooh, there's a term good. like that? I don't know. I'd like Bernie bros, but the Elon Musk bros. I like uh, I like muskets. I think let's just go with that. Well, we're never going to refer to the Elon Musk folk again, right? So it's a one and done. All right. Goodbye, muskets. We never need. Bye-bye, muskets. All right. Last but not least, we've got the skunk in the building. The skunk's clue package had a lot of the pressure is on. They also mentioned that the bull is their main competition and the bull is making them rethink some things. And then they said, tonight I'm bringing out the big guns. I'm going to do Etta James's at last. And then mentioned mm-hmm. that Etta James actually wanted me to portray her in the movie and then mentioned that their kids are going to see them perform on the stage. And they're very excited about that. So most of the clues were that um, mm-hmm. we're just letting us know, hey, I know Etta James. Etta James wants me to play her in a movie and I'm doing Etta James a song. And I have one note in my performances, Liana. It is one word and it's wow. Yeah. So let me just touch on one other thing in the clue package before talking about the performance, because, wow, I agree with you as well. The fact that she references the bull, I thought was very interesting. And actually, that was the moment where I thought, ooh, I think Pepper might be going. Because the showdown between the fact that the bull talked about the skunk, the skunk talked about the bull, the bull is the one to beat. I thought felt that that would be a very poetic finale for Group A. And going into the performance, I think that she absolutely solidifies her place. I was definitely nervous for the Pepper, even though I feel like the Pepper is, is, as they said, a powerhouse vocal. But the song choice here, the fact that she wanted to bring in more emotion, more passion, more soul. She is the soulful diva after all. I thought that this was a great song choice and she just has an amazing texture. No backup dancers needed because she really executed this well. No, this song at last is a kill shot song. Like it is a song. (laughs) If you can execute well, you are destroying your opponent. There are -hmm. are quite a few songs like this in in the universe. And I'm I'm pretty sure we could write like five, like shoot out a couple of them right now. Um, What's the Whitney Houston song I'm thinking of that's on that caliber? All of them. No, but you know there's a main the like there's one I'm thinking of that you would probably name first. Like uh I will always love you. Yes, thank you. That's the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. Okay. Like there's a few songs like that where where if if they are hit or like Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On. Like if you mm-hmm. hit those songs really well, there's no coming back from it. And the mm-hmm. minute the first note from At Last gets hit, you knew Pepper's in danger. Pretty much. You in danger, girl. Oh my gosh, they're about to fry her up. Oh no. But I fry up peppers? I don't know. Do you fry up peppers? No. At most you're grilling them. Yeah, you could put them on the fr- in the frying them. pan. Ro- even cook, but like, no one uh, would say peppers. you're frying a pepper. <laughs> well, I'll say it. Me and the muskets say it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, great. Associate yourself with the muskets. That seems like a yeah. sound sound uh, strategy. Take, take me away. Look, I'm I'm happy that we're gonna get to see her perform. It was sad to lose the pepper, but I think the skunk skunk versus the bull is really the also it's the stylistic kind of face off, like the razzle dazzle versus the super strong vocalist. But yeah. it I mean the fact that Robin has had her number for a while i think now the past two weeks he's been like yeah look it's faith evans and now nicole this episode also it's faith evans Mm, makes me a little nervous 
if she might get unmasked? Like, do they really want someone that has been now named twice going into the finale? I don't know. I would say old editing says um, that the bull will move on, but at, at this point, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, like, you think about it. I'm pretty sure people guessed Wayne Brady for the Fox earlier on. Not like, mm-hmm. not like the on the finale, but earlier than that. So I feel I could see that not being an impact there, but you never know. You know, because I think about it last season. Was it last year's team over the mushroom? No one had the mushroom at Mm -hmm. until the finale happened. Even then, it was a surprise. So I think that when it comes to the judges guessing someone, unless it's like really, really certain, we're not going to see that be a thing. But I mean, Faith Evans is a solid shout once again. Mary J. Blige is not a bad shout, Liana. But I think all, all of this comes down to. The Etta James of it all. Who would play Etta James in a movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, really good. Really good. Well, then, all right, we're at the end here. We get to the results. All I kept thinking was they better eliminate the jester first because that would take the wind out of the sails of the night if they take out one of the serious contenders out first, then the jester. Luckily, they were on the same page as us. Jester is eliminated. Liana. The time has come. Who was your vault guest for the jester? Oh my God. All right. Well, uh, I guess in the vein of Elon Musk, sort of, <laughs> I guess Joe Rogan. Why? I don't know, to be honest with you. I genuinely don't know. <laughs> but as soon as they said they've been married to their wife for, well, I knew it was wrong from the moment I guessed it. All right. So look, I had already self-eliminated, but then the nail in the coffin was, of course, the 45 years here, which I was like, I don't think he got married when he was what, like 11 or whatever. So Joe Rogan was slapping on a British accent. I don't know, dude. Again, I panic in these moments. There's so much pressure and I get scared. Oh, Liana. Don't like it. (laughs) <laughs> well, I get I went with Russell Brand. So I mean, that that's close ish. Well, I thought comedian he's British. I don't know. He's British. Um, there was like this global, like, you know, their international type vibe to it based on the first clue package that I thought well, Russell Brand is international. So that's where I went. Then after the fir- the singing, I thought, I think I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. So I think you're wrong. Uh, 40 years obviously that'll do me in Um, but the judges did not have good luck either um the final guesses were okay so what was kent roger dot t dot tree i don't remember i did not write them down wow liana what a professional. I know, but I wrote down so much other stuff. I, I, I was running out of time by the end. Okay, well, there was also Gene Simmons, Flea from Red Hot Chili Peppers, and D. Schneider from Jenny. Uh, Will I Am stayed with Joe Elliott. It was none of them. It was Johnny Rotten of the Sex Pistols. I mean, honestly, that's a pretty iconic person to have. I feel especially, I mean, obviously in their heyday, but like this is someone who is I mean, when you think about the pinnacle of punk rock, like the Sex Pistols, like were the coolest. I mean, I remember all the shirts and Hot Topic when we were all trying to be posers, pretending like we listened to the Sex Pistols. So really intense. The story that he told about his wife was like really heartbreaking, but also really sweet at the same time. And I just wish him and his family all the best. Yeah, no, consider my heart broken as well. Um, it was very sweet to hear him talk about his wife. I definitely feel like I hear you with the everyone trying to be cool, the sex pistols, the um what's the what's the one I'm thinking of? Not the whose logo is the lips with the tongue sticking out? The Rolling Stones. That's the one. That one was the biggest of them. Um, but then Metallica, like all of those t-shirts that people wore, but I was like, I don't think you're listening to the music. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. No, band tees were like a big phase. I feel like everyone was rocking a band tee of some sort. Like all those graphic tees, including the band yes. tees. It was like a it was a thing. Oh, I wore oh, I no. exclusively no no sh- sh- I exclusively 
wore t-shirts that had like dad jokey sayings on them. Oh no. And um <laughs> I had this t-shirt that I wore. And mind you, I bought these in the Middle East. I bought these in Dubai. Okay. Uh-huh. And it was like, um, like there was one that was like your village called they want their idiot back. Like I wore something like that. <laughs> um but then I had one that I remember distinctly now, um, uh-huh. which said, Remember my name, you will be screaming it later. And oh my god, Puya. I wore this in like the eighth grade, ninth grade, and obviously my parents don't get the reference. I didn't get the freaking reference either until like <laughs> I unlocked a memory in like middle of university and I was like, Oh my God, I wore this everywhere. <laughs> and Oh, you poor little child. <laughs> yeah. But no, I had the, uh, the, the, the village one. There was a bunch more. I don't remember them now, obviously, but it was like in that vein of like dad jokey, dad jokey, <laughs> generic saying. And then this in a super inappropriate one that I wore too. <laughs> I'm going to get you that for Christmas. No, please don't. Yeah. And then no. I'm never going to no. wear it. And then, fear. um, and they were like, what's it called? They were, I, the reason I had them is that they had different colors. So I had, I wanted a t-shirt in like every color. So I can have, you know, variety. So this one was orange. I had like a green one, a light green one, a brown, like every color I tried to accumulate. Then in university, I grew out of that and started trying to collect different colored hoodies which was another thing I enjoyed. Aw, <laughs> that's cute. Yeah, variety. You mm-hmm. don't think it's cute. That was definitely you lying to my face, but. <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> it's okay. All right. So that's it. That's it for the jester. All right. We have one more elimination here. That elimination is Pepper. So sadly, Pepper is leaving and I'm very sad about it. Um, Robin's guess was Mandy Moore. That stayed the same. Uh, Jenny's guest was Lana Del Rey. She swapped it to Dido. Ken's was Kesha. He swapped it to Pink. Nicole's was Natasha Bedingfield. Liana, what was yours? Okay. Oh, God. I don't even want to. All right. Fine. So this one, I do remember my logic behind. There was a lot of TikTok stuff in her very first clip package. Oh, no. Shut up. I didn't guess the D'Amelio sisters this time. Instead, I I guessed Addison Ray. Liana, you heard the singing, right? I know. I know. I just, again, I told you, I panic. Well, so I, too, focused on the TikTok clue that first week okay. um, and it talked about being like becoming popular overnight and then we heard the singing and I'm like oh this is not this is a singer singer this is not a TikToker mm-hmm. and I immediately thought of the song Unwritten finding new resurgence on TikTok and one Natasha Bedingfield actually showed up on my For You page with a verified account watching people do the dances to her song so I went with Natasha Bedingfield and I was right. Yeah. Oh, so right. you and Nicole both had a locked in guess. Yeah. I yeah. know exactly who this is. <laughs> Nailed it. Who this is. Congratulations. <laughs> so that puts you at what? Two, three, four, five? How many points do you have? I mean, now? I don't let me look at the wiki real quick. Okay. <laughs> Just so there's no confusion, I'm rocking a solid zero points. Let's You're go. You're tied me. with former Golden Ear winner Jenny McCarthy, so that's not See, a bad me, place. Me, Robin, Jenny, all in the same boat. Yeah. Okay. So I had Dwight Howard. I had um, Rob Schneider. I got okay. the Honey Boo Boo and Mama June of it all, and then I got Natasha Benningfield. I didn't get Tyga. I thought I would get. I did not get Tyga. I don't think. Mm-hmm. And I had Tony Braxton as the skunk. So that was like, we don't count that because Pufferfish was Tony Braxton. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, All here's right. the fun part. I look at everyone else on that list that I didn't get. I would never get them. Like in any world. They're not in my wheelhouse whatsoever. Okay. Gotcha. So it, it, like, there's no way you would have gotten them anyway. No. It's very yeah. much like I have a specific like if you were big and popping in like 
the 2000s and maybe early 2010s, I'll get you. But if you're in any other era, I'm most likely going to flop. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you got your wheelhouse. And that makes sense. That's kind of the people that are, have been on the show recently, or at least a subset. Yeah, because Natasha Bedingfield was massive in the 2000s. You know, we're talking yeah. unwritten. Um, I shouldn't have said that, then not remember any other song of hers. <laughs> I listened to Natasha, whatever. <laughs> they, uh, don't judge me. Yeah, you know, um, her song unwritten. Um, the other songs as well. Also, what other song? very song. Name one. Name one right now. Name one. I right don't now. know. I didn't listen to her. I listened to Unwritten. Because... Oh, Pocket Full of Sunshine's the one I was. Oh, that was of. the other big. That was her other big one. I feel like. Yeah. Like those two. Take were the me two away, the sweet escape. Mm-hmm. Oh no! You know what else was a big one? I want to have your babies. Was a big one too. Oh my God! Did I tell you what happened at work today? Okay, this is tangentially related, <laughs> but I. <laughs> to, to, okay, I want to have your. Co- okay, go on. No, 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 no. It's not related to that, but it's related to singing. So one of my coworkers, he said, here's what he told me. He said, he said, the good, how's your day going? The good, the bad, the ugly or something to that effect. And I didn't hear him. And so I just said, you're ugly. I thought he said, "Wow, you're ugly to me. Yeah. He had him and Joey and they all had the same response. And so they decided that my punishment is I have to sing You're Beautiful 10 times. Like in succession (laughs) or uh, throughout the day? Like peppered in? Unclear. I think I have to serenade him. But then I have to sing that James Blunt song 10 times. So I got to start practicing. That what song? The James Blunt song, You're Beautiful. I thought you said James Blunt and I thought you said it wrong. Oh man, maybe both you and I have hearing problems. <laughs> I what are you throwing me in here for? I didn't do you anything. You thought I said jam blant or whatever. No, I thought you said jams blunt, and you definitely did. I will be editing no, this, and I will I said suss James it out. Blunt. All right, whatever. So jams blant or whatever his name is, it's the song "You're Beautiful," okay? And that's what I have to no, say. No, James Blunt is great. James Blunt has tunes. Yeah. But that reminds me, so that was released in 2004, and then when was uh, Natasha Bedingfield? Pocket full of... Oh, okay. So a little bit earlier than that. Anyway, they're in the same boat in my head. Yeah. No, James Blunt had um, Your Beautiful 2004, and then he had a bunch of other songs as well. Mm -hmm. But they were also like mostly 2004, (laughs) like the biggest. Okay. Why are you laughing at me? Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> because it's like James Blunt and his other songs. <laughs> oh, well, listen. Natasha Bedingfield and her other songs. <laughs> oh, my God. James Blunt has the same birthday as me. Oh, happy birthday to you and James Blunt, then. I don't like I mean, that. I like birthday. being alone. You, well, you know that other people Drew have Barrymore. your birthday, right? Drew Barrymore and I have the same birthday, but like not people I know. Yeah, but James Blunt, now you know. Yeah, the dude who serenaded the world with your beautiful and Twitch streamer and podcaster Puya have the same birthday. Which one do you think people will remember? All Not I me. know is that you're beautiful. Goodbye, yeah, my lover. Beautiful. All right. Okay. We move. Yeah, Natasha Bedingfield is unmasked. It's true. Okay, <laughs> don't practice here. You have to do it at work. Okay, I'll practice at work. Cool. All right, Leona. Well, this brings us to the end of the special 69, season six, episode nine episode. It was a thumbs up from me. Next week, we'll be back with group B and their semifinals. And by the end of that week, we'll be down to the final four and things are heating up here. But until then, where can people find you? What do you have going on? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Leona RHAP podcasting about. Uh, what do I do? Uh, the B&B. Yes. About Survivor. We have Peridium, your friend and mine on the RHAP B&B. Yeah. I'm super excited about that. Mike and I have been brainstorming some ideas. We'll see what we end up coming up with. But I think with with that group of three, it's going to be it's going to be fun. Definitely will be. Uh, did you tell me where they can find you on Twitter? Yeah. Eliana RHAP. Perfect. Where can they find you on Twitch? Oh, I don't Twitch stream. So TV slash Liana is. Um, Why are you promoting something I don't use? Because you used my name and that means. And you're then part you of... changed your name. 
Yeah, but you can you're find still... here. How about that? Fine, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it myself. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate you're welcome. that. You can find me on Twitter at Puyaism, ISM at the end. And yeah, on Twitch, like Liana mentioned, I've been having a lot of fun up there. We've been streaming three, four times a week. Some fun new content has been put out there. Definitely come check us out. And 90 Day Fiance this week was an absolute riot. I had someone by the name of Lianaism, sorry, Liana Boris on with me to talk about 90 Day. Liana, you enjoyed yourself, right? Oh, yeah, I did that. That was fun. Yeah, you didn't even plug it. So lovely. Well done. I am barely surviving as a human being right now. Okay, that bar is far too high. Why? It's 7 p.m. on a Thursday. Yes. Exactly. No, that's N- not a yeah. thing people will get. Okay, well, if you know, you know. I assure you they won't. But we do appreciate you listening to this podcast. If you would like to leave a rating and review for this podcast, you know, we do appreciate those. It helps us get found by other people. It allows us to get feedback and it brings us one step closer to usurping Bow Wow as the official unofficial podcast of the masked singer you can find us over on robinsonwebsite.com slash masked singer that's m-a-s-k-e-d-s-i-n-g-e-r please do and until next time take care have a good one you'll get unmasked at the semifinals group b bye everyone Who's under there? I wonder. I want to know what I can't see. Who's under there? I want to talk about this and the safety. Who's